Hey everyone, welcome to Give Me The D. And I'm talking details, dramas, dilemmas, discussions and all the dirt. When it comes to love and romance, there's stress and struggles, but there's also a journey of self-discovery, learning from the past and growing through experience. This show captures juicy stories, deep conversations and personal breakthroughs. I'm your host, the damsel in dating distress. Thanks for tuning in. Hi everyone, how's it going? Today I'd like to welcome my guest, Tali Matiahu, founder of The Blink Date. Now, Blink Date is a dating app that completely removes the swiping element. One of their mottos is, dating should be about who we are, not just what we look like. They focused on creating real connections without the influence of biases and assumptions. As a result, they've created virtual blind speed dating. So over to Tally, how are you? Yeah, thank you so much for having me today. Um, I am so excited to share Blink with you. Yeah, do you want to tell me more about Blink Date and how you founded it? And yeah, just yeah. give backgrounds. Uh, I'll, I'll share the background first because um, it's a fun story, at least, and I, I really love sharing it. So I, I've had the idea for Blink since 2012. It's been many years just kind of brewing in my brain. Um, I ate at a blackout restaurant and I kind of just did it just for the fun of the experience, not realizing what it would expose me to. And um, the dinner itself uh, was unremarkable in terms of the food, but the, the, really, the highlight was that we were eating with these other people at our table. It was a communal dining experience. And the waiters told us that if we wanted to, we could talk to the other folks at our table or we didn't have to if we didn't want to. And about halfway through our meal, something sparked a conversation between us and the other folks at the table. And it was just one of the most kind of amazing first conversations I've ever had with new people. It was very open and vulnerable and warm. And I wasn't thinking about what they looked like. They, they couldn't tell what I, you know, my facial expressions or anything. It was just very, um, I don't know, it was very freeing not to kind of have that visual component when we were getting to know each other that first in that first interaction. And after the dinner, they let us out of the restaurant and I saw them for the first time and they didn't look anything like I expected. Um, and I realized I, I made like I, if had I seen them before, I would have assumed we had nothing in common just based on, you know, what they looked like, what they were wearing. Um, and I, it, it was sort of a moment of realization, like how often do we make these judgments about people based on you know, their race or their ethnicity or their haircut or whether they have tattoos or, you know, whether they look like they work out a lot or not. And it's just, it's a shame that we do that every single day. Um, and so Blink was really born of this idea of how wonderful, beautiful would it be if we could actually find out if someone's compatible with us without making that first snap judgment. And that isn't to say physical attraction isn't important in a relationship. We account for that and we, we absolutely think it is. But we're really just trying to get people back to connecting and, and kind of stop thinking about looks first. Um, in terms of attraction, the brain makes a decision within three to five seconds. And it's very, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's insane how the brain works. And it's yeah. human nature, isn't it? So I love the fact that you've completely removed looking at images first. Three yeah. seconds is not very long, but for what it's worth, it's like psychologically, as we like develop deeper connections with people, our attraction to them grows. And so those three seconds when you've written someone off, like really, if you, you, if you had a really close connection with them, they could have been your 10 within a, a week and you wouldn't have even, even given them a chance. Yeah. Um, so yeah, our brain writes people off a little too quickly sometimes. Exactly. And um, just to add, I do think um, the novelty of swiping apps has really kind of worn off now. And I was speaking to someone else uh, yesterday again. Um, I'm such an Instagram whore. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> hey, it's a fun place. And we were just talking about how it's time to get back to real dating. Absolutely. And I think in swipe based apps, like it's hard because you're spending so much time swiping and you're spending so much time messaging and you're not personally invested in any single one of them for quite some time. Whereas with us, with Blink, we schedule you for a virtual blind speed date. And that's the first interaction you have with someone and having that face to face you know, digital, it's, it's audio only. So it's not face-to-face quote unquote, mm-hmm. um, having that actual conversation, it creates a layer of kind of connection that you just can't get through messaging. Um, so we're definitely trying to get people back to that, you know, dating in a more traditional sense of actually getting to know someone in a conversation. Yeah. I'm way behind you on that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I recently wrote a short piece about uh, niche dating apps. And as you know, we were just talking about, it's quite a saturated market and it's really important for newcomers to have a real unique selling point. Is there Mm -hmm. anything else about Blinkdate worth mentioning to the users? Yeah, I think um, we are actually sort of the love is blind app. You'll see many of them on the market where they say, you know, we're like the TV show love is blind, but they have a video component and that that isn't love is blind. That is, you know, you're having a, a call with someone and you want to blur their photo. Like we are actually trying to help folks find connections, real connections that aren't impacted first by stereotypes and biases that you're going to make based on someone's looks. And so if you're a serious dater and you're really looking for someone who A, is invested in the process just as much as you are, and B, who really wants to get it to know other people, like Blink is an app that that would probably suit your needs better than, you know, a Tinder or Bumble or another swipe-based app. And so um, we definitely are not the app for everyone. We're not going to be for folks who are looking for arm candy or just, you know, a fling because the people on our app are, are really more serious about dating and about finding someone. Yeah, that makes sense. Don't get me wrong. There's enough evidence to say that swiping apps have worked and they do work. Some people have met their lifetime partners on there and that's great, but Mm -hmm. all apps offer different USPs and it's just worth trying out a few different ones and seeing what works for you. Absolutely. Do you think us users are putting the ones that are looking for love, are we putting too much onus on the apps? Do you think we need to manage our own expectations as well about what these apps are capable of? I think so. And I think when I say that, I actually think it's more just about what dating has become generally. I think talking to to friends about what dating, you know, how dating has evolved over the years and, you know, even looking at like our older generations, dating wasn't the same you know, in the 50s and 60s as it was now in terms of people would go out with many, many people at once and they wouldn't necessarily settle down immediately. And uh, I remember talking to, you know, a partner's mother and she was like, yeah, I was dating like five or six people. And, you know, eventually her now husband was like, you know, if you don't choose me, then, you know, I'm going to go find somebody else. And so she chose him and whatever, but she was dating like six people at once and was having a great time. (laughs) Whereas now I feel like folks will go on one date with someone and put all of their eggs in that basket immediately. And they don't even really think about, do I like this person? Are they actually a good match for me? They just, you know, get caught up in like, oh, he's really tall or, oh, he's an investment banking or, you know, he's a musician or whatever it is that they, that hook that they got attached to. And they kind of throw themselves into it in a way that if it doesn't work out, they get hurt too quickly. And I I don't know if it's online dating specifically that has done this um, or just like social media generally, where you see all these people in super happy relationships and, uh, you know, movies. And so you kind of build this expectation of like what you should find for yourself. But I I do kind of hope that uh, the dating world shifts a little bit back to the, you know, a, a context where it's more about 
meeting people, having fun. It doesn't necessarily have to lead immediately to a serious relationship. And if it does, that's beautiful. But, you know, just kind of let go of some of the expectations for other people and for yourself. Yeah. You know, there's so many various factors that really put the pressure on us particularly with women, I think, because there's mm-hmm. a whole, you know, society pressure of settling down at a certain age. That's just one layer in itself. And like you said, social Absolutely. media with everyone posting up all the best images, couples and, you know, oh, he's just proposed. It really does. There's like a proposal season. I feel like every year I'm scrolling through. I'm like, okay, another, and now I feel like I'm in the, in the baby season where like yeah. everyone is having, <laughs> yes. So I totally, absolutely. Like there are these expectations and they're reinforced every day when we're on social media. I think you should definitely not put expectations down um, because, you know, that just leads to disappointment. You've, you've got a lot of eggs, put them in lots of different baskets yeah. until you're really ready, until you found someone who really wants to have a single basket with you and you can yeah. share and then put all of your collective <laughs> eggs in a basket. But um, definitely, yeah, don't, I think in those early stages, it's really important to just remember that it's not necessarily about a goal. It's really about finding compatibility and having a good time. And if you're not having a good time, don't, don't stick around just because you, you kind of have this vision of what it could be like. If it's not actually like that, don't waste your time. Yes. And don't waste their time, to be honest. Exactly. Don't date potential. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Much, much better put. (laughs) So in terms of the sign up process, from looking at your website, I know you have to create kind of a short profile, only one photo and just put in your availability for the short, is it four minute dates? remind me they're they're 10 minutes and I actually saw that you had shared earlier it takes only four minutes for somebody (laughs) to decide whether they like someone else or not which is probably true and we probably will play with the time and the length of the day and we'll see how users like the 10 minute window Um, but we figure 10 minutes is really great and easy in terms of like scheduling and kind of blocking people into an hour Um, so that's what we're starting with but we we, I I really actually enjoyed seeing that post from you about four (laughs) minutes being the number you know, to help you out there. So when I was on these virtual fee dates, um, they were all mm-hmm. and, you know, it was enough time for me to kind of get to know someone and, you know, have a good laugh. But by the time it hit 30 seconds left, I was just mid sentence and they just cut me off. So I think 10 minutes is actually, 10 minutes is better. Yeah, I needed 10 minutes, I think. So yes. I, think, I think timing, you probably hit the nail on the head there. Yes. <laughs> okay. That's good. <laughs> so yes. So sorry, back to uh, the Yes, yes. Once I input my availability for these short dates, how does it then work? Do you guys then crunch the availability between the different parties? Can you walk me through it? Yeah. So during the sign-up process, you tell us your age, gender, um, the age and gender of folks that you'd be interested in dating. And then once you're done signing up, you put in your availability, like you said, and our app will match you based on the kind of age gender parameter. So very basic. We're not getting into... um, a bunch of the other filters that some other apps will have and we'll let you know you know we found somebody who's a match for your and you know you're both available at the same time so we've scheduled a date for you at monday at 6 p.m or whatever time it is and when that time comes around you just hop on into the app and you join the date and you're both put into the same virtual room and you have 10 minutes for your date after the date, you'll evaluate, as we call it, and you'll tell us how it went. You, you know, you can put some notes down for yourself for the future in case you kind of ultimately uh, match through the app, and you can remember who they are. 
and uh, you'll tell us if it went well or not. And if it, it went well, we have uh, what we call a glance that you'll see later. And that's where that single photo comes in. And again, this is because love is not blind and we're not trying to pretend that it is. Uh, and so you'll see, and uh, the photo will not come with a name. It will not come with the details of whether or not you had a date with the person. It's, okay. it's really detached from the date because it's really just a, would you potentially be interested in this person um, kind of gauging? And we're not like a swipe left, right, swipe left. It's more like a yes, no, maybe situation because in real life there's a lot of gray space it's not a binary yes I'm absolutely 100% in mm. or a no I'm hard pass and so we really want to provide a little bit more space for that nuance of like maybe I'd be interested in this person if we have a really amazing connection and so if you match on both the glance and the date component then you have a connection and you're able to continue the conversation in app you'll be able to see the photo with the profile of like whether you know, with how old they are, if they're, uh, you know, liberal or conservative, the mm -hmm. kind of information that you put in during the sign up process. And when you're ready to take it offline, you're welcome to do so. Do you know what? That whole process sounds so much more exciting, way more, <laughs> way more, way more interactive as well. Um, yes. Yeah. And just the fact that you don't see a name, you don't see kind of like kind of details that you typically put in. Um, and it's just one peak, right? Exactly. I mean, does it kind of stay on my screen that disappears or do I get to come back to it? It's just, so it'll be there until you tell us, you know, potentially interested, not interested. And so you'll, you'll tell us. And if you're not interested at all, like for whatever reason, that's fine. But if you are, and, and they are interested in you as well, then that photo will connect back to their profile. And so once you have the match, you'll see the photo again, it doesn't disappear forever. Um, it's just a, a quick glance as we call it um, for the purposes of you telling us, you know, potentially interested, not interested. Yeah. Um, and so it, it's a, a short part of the process, but one that recognizes again, that physical attraction is important. And we want, we want to help people, you know, have that component in their relationships as well. That's great. Yeah, I think just the fact that you've removed so many of the typical functions and features that you'd see in like the mainstream apps um, and, you know, bios and all the additional filters. No bios. And That's just, and one of the reasons also, like, I know folks who get help from other people for bios, there are professional dating gurus that, that craft profiles. And while a good profile can really share a lot about you. It's also a version of yourself that might not reflect reality. It might be a version of yourself that you want to be, but aren't necessarily. And it's just um, presenting a facade to people instead of just presenting yourself. And again, like this isn't to say that other dating apps don't work. They, they do for work for some people, but it just creates like a, a layer. And why not just kind of jump ahead of that layer and be like, this is who I am. Let's have a conversation. Let's see if there's chemistry and if we click. And like you said, within four minutes, you should already know. And we have an extra six minutes in there for you to, you know, spend a little bit more time together. And so we're really just trying to get past the kind of like version, like Instagram versus reality. We, we are trying to get back to reality. Exactly. And some people are just really not good at the <laughs> I've seen some awful ones. Bless them. I'm sure some of these guys generally want to go on dates, but they're just not right. very good at putting themselves down on paper. And just another thing to add on to that. So the CEO of Hinge actually said um, that dating apps have become like a game that's dehumanizing its players. So I think there's a bit of truth in that. They absolutely are. For my reference as well, because I definitely want to try Blink Date. Is it available in the UK or is it just US based? So our beta is mostly launched in Los Angeles or launching in Los Angeles specifically. But with that said, the beta, the purpose of our beta is to really uh, have like a close kind of connection with our, the users and really be open to feedback and receive that feedback. So we're 
as long as folks are open to the idea of dating people outside of their geographic proximity, if they're not in Los Angeles, we are more than happy to welcome whoever wants to really help shape our app into the beta group. With that said, once it's not in beta, like again, it will primarily be geographically focused. And after Los Angeles, our next target is going to be New York. But we really are hoping to expand really broadly and kind of go international in a kind of at a quick pace. Um, but it's just a matter of kind of, again, that geographic proximity component, because what helps a dating app really succeed is that volume of people within a single place. Again, in terms of the beta, we are happy to welcome anyone who wants to be part of it and really provide that feedback and help shape the app um, and, and kind of help shape this, this kind of dating experience that's different from, from all the others on the market. Uh, and longer term, just kind of sit tight and wait while we expand globally. Yeah, eventually yeah. when it does come to the UK, um, I'll definitely be one to jump on board. Yay. Sure. <laughs> I'm going to shift this conversation more about you now uh, yeah. and just get to know more about kind of your dating life, your experience. So currently, are you single or are you in a relationship? I'm in a relationship. Okay, great. Because I've got a couple questions then <laughs> for you. Yes, ask um, away. I'd love to know what you think makes a successful relationship. I think, and I, this is something I learned over time in my existing relationship. I've actually been with this person for some, for a while now. Um, communication about what you want is really important. And, I, and we had some rocky periods where I think neither of us were really sharing with one another, another, like the things that we were struggling with in our relationship and beyond the relationship, because, you know, the stresses of daily life, you we were like, oh, we don't want to add on top or whatever. And, and we weren't getting what we needed from each other because of it. And um, there were a few points where we just kind of like, really were like, okay, well, I haven't been getting this for six months and I really needed it. And I was like, well, I had no idea. And so I think that communication makes a huge difference. And, you know, even if after you communicate, you're like, well, I can't provide that for you. At least you put yourself out of your misery in a way. Um, and you're on the same page again in terms of, well, how can we move forward if we can move forward? Mm -hmm. And so um, I think having that really open dialogue, even about things that you know, are uncomfortable or even about things that you think you won't necessarily be aligned on and you're scared to share it. Like, it's really important to make sure that the relationship, you know, that you're all on the same page and you're aligned. Sure. Yeah. I struggle with communication sometimes because it just means you have to step into vulnerability. Absolutely. You know, just be open and express how you really feel. And another question is, um, how do you get around overcoming that obstacle? You kind of have to accept that you might get hurt and that you actually, I think the other thing is that you might hurt the other person. And um, not to say that that's desirable, but I think a lot of times we don't share things with other people because we don't want to hurt them um, or because we're hurt, afraid that they'll hurt us. Mm. And you just kind of have to accept that fear and know that it's, you know, for the greater good, so to speak, yeah. because you're just hurting yourselves more if you're dragging out something that like isn't working because you're not sharing, yeah. you know, what's missing or your your personal kind of issues with whatever might be happening within the relationship. And so um, I know that's easier said than done to kind of accept the, the fact that you might hurt someone or hurt someone else or get hurt yourself. But I guess think of it as ripping off a Band-Aid. Um, it might hurt like for a little bit now, but it hurts a lot longer if you don't kind of expose yourself and make yourself vulnerable. Yeah. And I do feel like when you hold things in, it does create anxiety and it, it's like a endless cycle, isn't it? Of like just driving. It is. Crazy. 
It's hard. It's it's hard. And it, it, this isn't to say I figured it out just because I have someone, you know, a daily practice of communication and openness and vulnerability and, you know, sometimes apologizing because you yeah. have hurt this other person. And, and that's all, I think, just kind of trying to be mindful of your role in the relationship that it's two people and, you know, you can communicate what you need, but you also need to hear what they need. Um, and so it's hard, but it's worth it for the right person. Yeah, makes sense. And how did you meet your partner? We met uh, in the library, <laughs> nerdy oh, love story. Um, <laughs> we both worked uh, at a library. I was an undergrad and he was in grad school. And I remember um, like being anxious to talk to him because he was older and he didn't really socialize with the rest of the employees, I think, because he was in grad school and didn't really know the rest of us. And now I've I learned that he was scared to talk to me because he thought I was, you know, pretty and I was very talkative and it was intimidating to him. And I don't know what I think he was by the water cooler one day reading a book about the Supreme Court and I was going to law school. And so I asked him about the book and that was what started it, um, kind of started our conversation. And so it's a little bit nerdy, uh, but I'm, yeah. I'm thankful that I asked about that book uh, way back when. Oh, that's so romantic. I love it. Um in terms of how you guys balance each other I, I mean are you would you say you're the more talkative one and he's a bit more calm or I am the fireball and he is the leveler <laughs> um and I think that's one of the reasons we work um I am kind of volatile and emotional and loud and um and he's just very level he's the youngest of four kids and so I think he has a lot of patience and is used to kind of going with the flow and and kind of listening and, and hearing things and I'm the person who's just like loud and noisy and like going at you know 100 miles an hour so it works really well for us that's so sweet oh bless and um I mean in a kind of modern day world what do you think is the most challenging thing about dating I think meeting in real life is the hardest part if that you know um and I say this, like, despite the fact that I'm building a dating app, so I'm joining the kind of online dating world. But I think what's really kind of changed is that even if you're out in the wild in real life, and this is obviously not within the world of COVID. So, you know, assuming COVID wasn't here, if you were out at a coffee shop, or you were taking a walk, and you see someone really attractive, the opportunities to talk to them are so much lower than they were, you know, even 10 years ago when smartphones weren't as much of a thing. I don't even remember when smartphones were invented. Oh, goodness. Um, because everyone is on their phone and the opportunities to have a conversation and the normalcy of just kind of going up to someone and starting a conversation, it's just not the same. Um, and, you know, there's uh, a woman who wrote this book. I, I'm forgetting what it's called right now. Her name is Anne-Marie uh, Bessassini. I apologize if I mispronounced her name, but she talks about um, kind of the, the statistics behind all of this and how much it's changed in terms of, uh, you know, meeting in real life and starting relationships uh, that way as opposed to online. Uh, and so I think the, the thing that's changed the most is really just, you know, you would hope that online dating was an additive experience where you could like meet people in real life and meet people online, but really it's moved people so far away from meeting in real life that it's not possible. In this, it obviously is still possible, but it's just such a, uh, it's a much more difficult process to do because of how that people have kind of come to meet people and interact and what has become normal. Yeah, it's ironic, isn't it? That dating apps and social media is meant to connect us with loads of different people, build mm -hmm. loads of different connections, yet it makes us feel more disconnected than ever because yep. of modern day behavior such as ghosting and I don't oh, know, goodness. breadcrumbing and I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I'm always seeing a new word and I and catfishing yeah. and all of these other things. Oh my God. I mean, have you ever been catfished for in the past at all? 
No, um, I'm trying to think if I've ever been catfished in like any capacity. And I am, I have a very bad memory, I will admit. <laughs> I think I, I put things in a box and close them and forget about them. Yeah. And like other people will be like, this happened. I'm like, wait, it did. And they're like, yes, I was with you. Um, if that has happened to me, I put it in that box and locked it. <laughs> Um, I have been catfished once, but I was like pretty fresh on the dating apps at that time. But now, I mean, if I got catfished now, I would just be like, excuse me. I'm yeah. <laughs> like, oh, looks like I've got another date somewhere else and it's not with you. I'm sorry that happened to you though. That, that um, really sucks. I mean, you just have to laugh about it sometimes. <laughs> um, I've got a final question. Oh yes, please. Um, and it's a scenario based question. I think it's quite a fun one. So, okay. You're on a 10 minute virtual blind date. What topics of conversation would you choose to cover in that time frame? So this is a great question. And actually, I think I told you about this. We're actually doing a virtual blind date podcast. And so we're actually thinking of good question prompts for people um, so that we don't just, you know, put them in, in a virtual room together and say, have your date. Like we want to give them something to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think there are different categories of questions that uh, I've sort of thought they're, they're the fun questions. Like, what do you like to do and all of that? Yeah. There are the kind of, um, you know, what are your, what do you want questions? Like, are you looking for a serious relationship? Are you looking for a family questions? Mm-hmm. And uh, there's another category that I'm currently blanking on, but I think the things that I like to kind of talk about are, more like, how do you see the world? Uh-huh. Um, and that could be, that could be like anything that could be like, if you were, you know, trying to move to a new city, uh, what, how would you go about it? Like, and it, this is sort of like a, I don't know, try to understand how they would put themselves in that scenario, like what they would do in that scenario for themselves, or if they were on a trip and they wanted, and I think I saw this actually in a, at a, like a conference, somebody was talking about ways to get to know people and how they think. Uh, like if you were, you know, out in a city that you're traveling in and you were starving, would you just go into the first restaurant near you? Or would you look something up and try to find something that you're really interested in and just try to think about like, I don't know, like, and I don't know if this necessarily is a reflection of compatibility, but it kind of shows you how do they act in normal life? Like, what would they do if they were in this situation? Sort of like you're asking me. Um, and it is kind of an effort to see, like, do we think about things the same way? And um, not that you necessarily have to, but like, can you see yourself fitting into the puzzle of how they would move to another city or traveling with them? I think traveling is actually a really great kind of tester of people's compatibility because you're like, in this, I don't know, it's a bubble, but it's also like a, like a lot of things will come up while you're traveling that don't come up in daily life. Um, So yeah, I don't know, I guess I would just sort of want to talk about, like, how they would approach things rather than like what they like doing on the weekend, um, personally, because activities are things that you could as a couple do together if you want to. But I also think it's really beautiful when people do things apart. And so I don't really care what your hobby, I I mean, I care what your hobbies are, but I don't (laughs) care in terms of like understanding whether I can fit into it because I'm sure there are things that we could do together and there are things that I want you to do on your own and vice versa. So I I like the questions that sort of help me get to know how they think about the world and where they think they fit in, like, you know, how they interact with it and how they see things. Um, So that's, that's how I would try to spend my, my 10 minutes. And now I'm going to spend, I think the rest of the afternoon trying to come up with questions to get (laughs) at that. Um, Also sort of to like help with this podcast, because we're going to throw these questions at people. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that's how I would spend my 10 minutes. Um, Yeah. Yeah, and, that, and you know, like, well, sometimes when you're just in the flow, um, speaking to someone, 
that 10 minutes will go by very quickly. Um, so quickly. Going back to my uh, virtual speed dates, because it was my first time ever, right? I um, came prepared with like a few icebreakers. Because so I, I want to know now. Yeah, I want to know. I want to know how you spent your four minutes and what these icebreakers were. So I literally, I can't remember off the top of my head, but I just remember um, it was far away from kind of like your typical questions, like what do you do as a job, your hobbies? I just find those questions. I'm really so weird. happy to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. No, those questions bore me. I mean, <laughs> they really do. It's like a job interview. Like I don't, you know, you could, you would, if your job brings you joy, like I don't really need to, I mean, even yeah. if it doesn't, like that's just not what's going to determine whether or not we're compatible. I'll have to email you all those six icebreakers that I, that I brought along. Yes, please. Definitely. But I remember one of them was show me your best party trick. So I did get one guy like juggling for me. <laughs> oh, was, that's kind of fun. Yeah, and I was like on the call, like clapping and applauding. I was like, Whoa! it was really fun. If somebody asked me that, I don't know what I would, what's your best party trick? Can I put you um, on the spot? <laughs> I mean, I can see you now. So it's just a really, I, so I'm, um, what's the word? When you're double jointed or something? Yes, double jointed. Okay. God, I can't not get the word out. But yeah, double jointed. <laughs> and I can like basically do this weird thing with my fingers. That I, <laughs> that's like broken. <laughs> They're dancing with each other. Yeah, exactly. Like no one can see, the listeners can't see, but I'm really, <laughs> Showing Telly this weird finger trick. <laughs> they're they're dancing together and it's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so I showed one guy that and he was just like, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> the other question was, um, name one of your guilty pleasures. Ooh. And a lot Maybe. of guys, they ended up just saying chocolate. And I was just like, oh, that is just no. not, that's not a great answer. I'm ready for this 30 seconds countdown to say my goodbyes. Right, <laughs> right. Um, but definitely virtual speed dating was very fun. I think, yeah, like you said, going back to the whole dating needs to be fun and it needs to be quite laid back and lighthearted. And yeah. it's just about getting to know someone. It's not about finding your husband. It's about mm -hmm. whether you would go on a second date with them. And that's simply it. And that's just how we all need to see it rather mm -hmm. than putting all the pressure on ourselves. Exactly. Yeah, that's a great way to end it. And thank you for sharing so. your tips on the 10 minutes. No, it's my pleasure. And thank you so much again for having me. This has been so much fun. No worries. And before I wrap up, I just want to let my listeners know that all social media handles for Blink Date will be shared in the description once I've pushed the episode out. Tally, it's been an absolute pleasure. I've had so much fun. Thank you for sharing all the details about Blink Date. And I wish you so much luck and all the success on your journey. And Thank you so much. I wish you success on your journey to find someone too. Thank you. Well, I'm on a dating hiatus now, but uh, yeah. Whenever it is that you're ready and at that very <laughs> slow pace and that without the expectation. <laughs> exactly. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And thank you everyone for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Take care. Bye.